the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Continue to enjoy your best lawn ever with Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. Contact them today for a free quote, 401-392-1025 or online, LawnDoctor.com. A lot more summer ahead plus the fall. Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island, your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call for a free quote today, 401-392-1025. Find out also about keeping your family safe from ticks and mosquitoes, Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. Check out their website. It's LawnDoctor.com or call today for a free quote, 401-392-1025. John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Going to be another very hot day again. My goodness, this heat wave. It is Thursday. It is right now. It is August 12th, and uh, it's going to be a hot day today. It's a hot day tomorrow. Now, a lot of people are getting apprehensive about going back to school and the possibility that there could be some some places uh, like California have to wear a mask going back to school. But I want to play this this um, piece that Channel 12 did because I'll tell you, Secretary of State Nelly Gobea, she is so despicable. People are very concerned. People don't know what the right thing to do is. People are very concerned about their children. She's exploiting the fear that children have and that people have about what's the right move for their children because some districts want to move into uh, masks. And she's now criticizing Governor Dan McKee, who's not ready to say, I'm not ready to mandate masking yet. I'm going to let the various communities do it. So I want to play this piece on, on Channel 12. But Seth Magazina, the general treasurer, jumping in this. This is the worst form. They should have nothing to say about this. They are playing on people's fears. So let me play the uh, Channel 12 piece, and they should be called out about this whole State thing. officials have been clashing with the governor over not issuing a mask mandate in schools for the fall. Yeah, so this week we've heard from Secretary of State Nellie Gorbea, who plans to challenge McKee in next year's Democratic primary. She is calling for a statewide mask mandate in all Rhode Island schools. Uh, she said by McKee not calling for one himself, that it's putting children and educators at risk. Gorbea cited how both the CDC and the American Academy of Pediatrics are both in favor of universal masking in schools because kids under 12 are not yet eligible for a COVID vaccine. Another likely McKee rival, General Treasurer Seth Magaziner, also joined in calling on McKee to order a statewide mask mandate for schools. And McKee told reporters Tuesday he was not ready to take that step and that the issue should be decided by local school districts. We may have the authority in, our, in the governor's office to do another mandate, but we may not. And, uh, but we know the health department does if, the, if it rises to a level of, uh, of, of critical nature in terms of a health issue. So we'll review that. I'm sure that the um, health department will be reviewing that. A spokesperson for General Assembly leaders told 12 News that the governor maintains his executive authority in matters of health and safety and indicated lawmakers will support whatever decision he and the Department of Health make about masking in schools. Live in studio, Alexandra Leslie, 12 News. You know, that is exact. What a despicable display by Secretary of State Nellie Gobia and Seth Magazine. Nope, you should just make it mandatory masking across the board. For what reason? Every district is different. Folks, he is actually, the governor's taking the right approach. Let the districts decide. You don't just put it across the board. This is not a situation where you need to treat everyone the same. Some districts could have uh, classes outside. Especially into the nice weather. Well, maybe in Providence Central Falls you can't do that, but certain districts could do that. There's no reason to treat everyone the same. They're not even back in school yet. We still have a long way to go. This thing is is happening in real time. What a luxury for General Treasurer Seth Magaziner and Secretary of State Nellie Gobia. What a luxury for them to say, oh, no, it should. They, they have no skin in the game at all. Their opinion has no bearing on the situation. None. They could be right and it doesn't matter. They could be wrong and it doesn't matter. Because they have no skin in the game here in any way. What a disgrace. But to play on people's fears and try to make that the issue. See, this is exactly the problem. They, 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 they are showing the type of leaders they would be, which is it's everything across the board. It doesn't matter that doesn't make sense. It doesn't matter that, you know, in their mind, 
you treat Block Island the same way as you treat Central Falls, and they're completely different. And by the way, this was also part of the problem going back last summer when I used to challenge Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott. She talked about equity and everyone must be the same, and that was not what was going on. The virus was far worse in the inner city, places like Providence and Central Falls and Pawtucket, and it wasn't as bad, but they were treating Jamestown narragansett and block island the same as if they were providence and central falls which is ludicrous but this is that same type of argument nope doesn't matter everyone across the board well that that it may not apply across the board and as far as you know providence i mean listen they they have their own problems to begin with right i, I mean providence they they had such truancy uh, they, they should be treated differently. They have much more challenges. Their test scores are worse than everywhere else. But just getting back to this is the type of political gamesmanship that needs to be called out because now you're, you're playing politics with people's fears. That's exactly what ne Secretary of State Nelly Gorbea is doing. Oh, you should just make it mandatory masking across the board. No, you shouldn't. Let the districts decide. Certain suburban districts may say, you know, we really don't have a big outbreak here. And plus, you know, the way we keep the windows open and we keep the kids spaced out, or maybe we're going to do some classes outside or whatever it may be. It doesn't make sense for us to do the mask. So you don't treat, you know, certain suburb, you don't treat Burrowville like it's Central Falls. You don't treat, you know, places like Situate as if it's Providence. It's not. And you don't treat it that way. This has nothing to do with ethnic makeup. It has to do with region where they are. The virus spreads far more rapidly in the inner city as a, you know, more urban as opposed to suburban. But look at that. So Governor McKee is trying to say, listen, I'm not ready to put in a mask mandate, but that's what they're going to push. Secretary of State Nellie Gorbia, who was so dishonest with the election, Folks, she has to be watched. She is not to be trusted. And that Seth Magaziner, what has he ever accomplished? See, they want to play on parents' fears. They want to, because there are these people, oh, no, it must be across the board, right? There are the people that are just nuts about the whole thing. Oh, no, everyone must wear a mask. Everyone doesn't need to wear a mask. And the, the FDA, they're, they're speeding up. And very soon, children 5 through 12 will be able to get the vaccine. So this whole thing could be mood anyway. So, but what an absolute disgrace. In this particular situation, Governor McKee is right. No reason to mandate a mask uh, across the board. All right, uh, mask mandate. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508. 336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers and won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time, full-time, maybe weekend work. You need the professionals at MEGA professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession, MEGA professionals. Call them today, 508-336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. 
This summer, let J.K.L. Engineering keep you and your family nice and cool. J.K.L. Engineering. Call them today, 401-351-7600. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. J.K.L. It's going to be a hot summer ahead. Call J.K.L. Engineering today. Estimates are free. Financing is available. Remember, with J.K.L., 54 years in business, reputation is second to none, especially for technical expertise, customer satisfaction. J.K.L. is an approved National Grid VPI installer. They're also a Navian certified factory dealer. Call J.K.L. for a system replacement, oil to gas for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available this summer. Call J.K.L. Engineering right now. Remember, they do it right. They do it right the first time. They'll keep you and your family or your employees nice and cool. Call J.K.L. 401-351-7600. Remember, J.K.L. Engineering, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts, a carrier factory authorized dealer. It's J.K.L. Call them 401-351-7600. This summer, stay nice and cool with J.K.L. Engineering. 401-351-7600. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, which is depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. On the left-hand side, just click Listen Live. It's time for our legal segment. Joining me right now, he is Rhode Island attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, I'd like to start off, actually, with um, this story that a lot of people seem to be surprised about, and that is that this Cranston man, Connor Gershkoff, um, being held without bail, first-degree sexual assault, and a lot of buzz about this. It happened. It blew on the water, and um, the circumstances of what we know right now, and what would be your thoughts on the legality of he he was in court this week. He's being held without bail. He'll be in court next week. Um, They believe they have video surveillance in just the nature that I know a lot of people were uh, surprised that this type of crime in an individual being held without bail? Well, first degree sexual assault is one of the crimes for which it's appropriate to hold someone without bail uh, pending a bail uh, hearing, Uh, murder, rape, um, any of like first degree sexual assault, kidnapping, um, any capital offense. And this would be included as a capital offense, at least as it's been charged right now. warrant the court's determination to hold you without bail. Bail, as you know, is to ensure one's appearance in court and to keep one off the street if the court determines that the person is a danger to the community. So there's a presumption with cases like kidnap charges like kidnapping or murder or rape that the individual is a danger to the community. That's a rebuttable presumption that individual defendant is entitled to a um, hearing as to the issue of bail. But at the arraignment, it's typical, it's standard. It's not a surprise that he would be held without bail and that he would not be afforded any special conditions such as home confinement with an ankle bracelet or anything else. Typically, this charge does result, at least for a period of time, and a hold without bail determination by a judge. Tim, in this particular situation, they're saying that they have video of this individual leaving uh, the nightclub slash restaurant blue. Uh, the, The young woman was then found by, I believe the valet and, and thus he, he lands there. It, it sounds very serious. And what are the potential uh, penalties for this type of crime? Um, as a as a capital case, um, if it remains charged, you know, what is he likely to get? He could get like 20 years. He could get more. Wow. Um, and that depends if it all hangs together. Um, you know, I don't know what the video shows. Videos are always, as we've seen in the past, subject to um, a variety of interpretations. Sure. There's always going to be a question of, you know, and it's too early to say, but I'm just speculating, was the sexual conduct between him and the alleged victim at one point consensual? Was it never consensual? Hmm. Um, there's not a lot that's really come out on this as of now to really know the full 
layout of how this occurred, allegedly, yep. from a factual standpoint. Is that something that would come out next week? More details? when more Yes, more details, sure. Yes. Okay. So, but video and the valet finding the young woman, who apparently was just like, what I've heard, lying there and practically naked. And then the video allegedly shows him just riding off. Um, so it, it remains to be seen. Uh, by all likelihood, he probably would receive some form of bail and then possibility of one you're saying on home confinement with an ankle bracelet. No, I'm saying oh. that he didn't get that in the first right. instance, which okay. might've surprised some members of the yes. public. I would fully expect that he would be continued to be held without bail. I don't wow. think he's going to get bailed. Oof, wow. All right. Let's move on to last night. The Providence city council had an emergency meeting they feel that things are out of control. You had the, the ATV incident, the woman dragged out of the car, beaten. Um, legally, you know, they had a long hearing, but the, a lot of things are being bantied about. Do they legally maybe have the power to maybe try to enact some kind of like an emergency statute that would give them the ability to, you know, whether it's put more police on the street or more policing or more aggressive policing or um, what, what are the options for like the, the city council well you've got to get a more serious city council i mean suddenly everyone's running around almost like suddenly realizing that we've got a crime problem and a problem with disrespect of police and you know people on atvs and the like running rampant um around the city um i did listen to some of what um um, Colonel Clemens had to say, and I think that he's right that the police are, are not respected, um, that unlike, you know, some cities have a no chase policy with these ATV situations, I believe Providence has somewhat of a, a policy which allows um, the police to give chase in these situations. I believe the mayor is a proponent of a no chase policy. Yep. If, if there's a no chase policy, what are the cops to do right. uh, when, when this sort of, you know, kind of lawlessness and hooliganism is going on out there? Uh, if the cops have uh, their hands tied, what's to be done? I know, I think the council person, I think is from uh, Ward 1, is wringing his hand saying, oh, we have to put politics aside and come up with a stronger policy. Oh. It's like, oh, really? You know, that's that's just occurred to you that you got to put politics aside to give the police a little bit more um, teeth to enforce the laws and to um, get some support from the council and from the administration. To answer your question, could a, an ordinance be enacted which um, addresses this ATV situation? Well, yes, it could from a, from a local standpoint, from a city of Providence standpoint, um, if there was a political will to do it. I'm just not sure there's a political will to do anything other than make speeches and talk and have a special session and let everyone vent their spleen. Um, I haven't really seen any concrete proposals taken, but the solution is to give the cops some authority to go out there and, you know, have laws and ordinances that they can enforce and do something with and, you know, let the cops run their department as they should without so much political interference. You know, it's interesting. And again, folks, speaking with attorney Tim Dodd, they, they're so brazen that, you know, they circle city hall, they're seen downtown. Um, and then you also had the, you know, you had the mayor of Johnston, North Providence, Cranston, all saying they have a zero tolerance. They don't allow it. What this scene really seems to come down to, and I thought there was a Boston Globe story that highlighted it pretty well, which is just the riders know in Providence that there's a no chase policy. So if you're on, you and I are riding, we're on, a lot of times they're unregistered, but illegal ATVs, and we're on the city street. If we see the police and we know there's a no chase policy, well, then all you and I do is, is get out of there and race. And we know that under the policy, they're not, they can't chase us. Right. And the cops are also hamstrung because I think as um, uh, Colonel Clemens has said, you know, these ATVs are small. 
they're nimble they can go yeah. down alleyways they can yeah. go up on sidewalks they can do things that a police cruiser can't do right um and i think that a lot of these riders have the attitude that hey if they see the cops they'll just flip off the cops and take yeah. off and they know nothing's gonna happen um it's no way to run a city it's just yeah. no way to run a city and also tip dot there was some movement this week the, the most famous obviously now is jamal gonzalez last october He's riding, again, an unregistered vehicle. Uh, he crashes. It then led to a week of unrest. Uh, the attorney for the family, they launched a series of lawsuits. And it sounds like the, the judge is open to, I think, some of them are being kicked as far as the lawsuits that they have pending or, or trying to bring against some of the police officials. Well, yes, um, the lawsuit that was filed in federal court, um, like with most lawsuits of this type, you know, counsel for the plaintiff will attempt to cover the waterfront. And um, in their complaint, they will um, make uh, different counts and plead in the alternative. So one count would say that there was inadequate police training for these cops. Another count would say there was inadequate discipline. Another count would, would say there was inadequate supervision. Um, then it would say there was negligent training, there was negligent supervision, there was negligent discipline. So there'll be many, many, many counts that you argue and you plead in the alternative, hoping that at least one of your counts will survive um, any challenge. In this case, the uh, city properly challenged and moved to dismiss some of the counts uh, on the grounds that the allegations didn't um, suggest a set of facts for which relief could be granted. So the judge did knock out the prayers or the counts for um, inadequate hiring, inadequate screening, inadequate discipline, inadequate remediation, inadequate supervision. The judge knocked all of those counts out, saying that there was no previous conduct of this type or by these officers, which, which would suggest inadequate um, screening or supervision. The judge did leave in uh, the count that um, the city failed to properly train these officers. That count stays in, as did the count uh, alleging gross negligence and the count alleging reckless conduct by the cop that was involved in the chase. Those are cases where there are sufficient facts, if believed by a jury, could result in a jury award. So the judge is saying so far, those counts would get to the jury were this to go to trial, but many of the counts were thrown out because, again, they just don't state, factually don't state a claim um, for which relief could be granted. Oh. So the city still has a big problem on its hand, although the plaintiff's case has been somewhat gutted for some of the more, um, not, I don't want to say minor, but side issues. The main issues do remain, which would be, you know, inadequate training, gross negligence, and reckless conduct. Any of those could result in a significant jury award. Folks, we're going to take a quick break. A lot more attorney Tim Dodd right here on the John DePietro Show. Mega truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for Mega MEGA, Mega truck and trailer repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections, and Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, it's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 24-hour mobile service, and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110, it's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. 
If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. For all your tree needs, call the tree trimming experts in Lincoln. It's Yankee Tree Service. Call them today for a free quote, 401-439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, 401-439-6028. Fully insured tree removal company with a licensed arborist. Yankee Tree Service. They provide various tree services, including tree removal, pruning, land clearing, stump grinding, and bobcat service. Check out their website, yankeetreeservice.com. Whether it's for tree removal or stump grinding, Yankee Tree Service provides stump grinding so you can enjoy your landscape without the eyesore of old stumps. Tree pruning. You know, many times a tree just needs to be pruned instead of completely cut down. The licensed arborists with Yankee Tree Service, they'll help you decide what's the best treatment plan for your tree emergency service or bucket truck service they'll get up in the bucket call yankee tree service today for a free quote 401-439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com we're speaking with our legal expert attorney tim dot tim uh, mike lindell is doing his big uh, symposium the frank symposium and in the backdrop of that uh the lawsuits are still coming from some of the reaction in the aftermath of the 2020 presidential election back in November. And Newsmax and One America seem to be on the hot seat now with uh, some of the things that were said about Dominion and these voting machines. Well, it, it's I, I'm not sure how seriously um, anyone in the in the mainstream media is taking the Mike Lindell 72 hour um, um, I don't know if it's telethon if you will I'm not sure exactly what you call it yeah. where he's claiming he's got lots of um, evidence that he's procured from the Dominion systems and the recounts to show that uh, the president uh, President Trump should have won the election or words to that effect. Um, the media is giving it no coverage. I'm not sure it warrants coverage. I'm not sure that um, factually the research has been done, which would make Lindell's conclusions legitimate. I just don't know. But it is curious that on the same day that he was going to start this 72-hour TV uh, or um, online um, production, that's the same day that Dominion chose to file suit against One American News and Newsmax. Oh. Now, is that to have a chilling effect on any of these news outlets even reporting on the Lindell Symposium? I don't know, but it's awfully coincidental. Uh, One America and Newsmax have been sued on generally the same grounds that Fox News and some of its on-air people have already been sued for. Uh, the defense of all, including One America and Newsmax and Fox, is to say, wait a minute, we're just reporting what's being alleged out there. We're yep. reporting on the fact that there's an investigation of the Dominion systems. We're reporting on the fact that there are many quarters who think that the Dominion um, voting system and um, um, software has been compromised. We're not saying that it happened. We're reporting that these are the allegations out there in the world. Um, so these news outlets are saying, we're reporting the news and it's free speech. We've got the ability to report on what's going on out there. Um, it's different if these news outlets were stating as a fact, well, Dominion's uh, software was compromised the election was fraudulent. If they were making affirmative statements 
as opposed to covering a news story, that would be very different because well, just like we saw with uh, Nick Sandman, if the news outlet like the New York Times and the Washington Post and CNN were reporting things to be true when they knew or reasonably should have known that what they were reporting was false, such as was the case with Nick Sandman, then they're certainly exposed for um, substantial money damages if and when litigation gets filed. This is a little bit more nuanced. So you've really got to go back through every transcript of every broadcast where allegedly One America or Newsmax or Fox or others allegedly disparaged Dominion and its um, voting systems to see precisely what was said. Not what we think they said, but literally getting a transcript to see if they actually said the words which would give rise to a cause of action. I'm sure that Dominion's attorneys have already done this. They're not going to go off half-cocked. Right. And I'm sure that there's snippets that they can call out and say, look, there it is. There's where you know the, the um, on-air personality or news anchor said the bad things about Dominion. It's going to be very interesting how this all proceeds. And you know, if it remains the case that... Um, any compromise of the Dominion voting systems can't be definitively proved, I think Fox and One America and Newsmax are going to have a real fight on their hands oh. because in the mainstream news media, they, those news outlets are not the favored um, uh, sources that you know, Washington likes to rely on. They typically get ignored. Yeah, I think Newsmax um, in One America, I mean, in the month of November, you know, they do news, but they also have opinion and opinion hosts. And, you know, as we have talked about, some of their hosts were pretty far out of the diving board. Basically, this is fraud yes. and this was going on. And and it, it's one thing to say, hey, I had a guest on and the guest made certain things and I can't be responsible for that. But it was, uh, you know, they had a big month in November. The numbers were through the roof. Uh, they seemingly were farther out on, as we say, the diving board than, than Fox was. Yes, I agree with that, John. Yeah. And it's a, you know, it's a question that they say, it looks like this could have happened or this did happen. Right. I mean, those would be two very different things. Yeah. It's just a question of how cautious or um, reckless the on-air personalities might have been mm. in giving their opinions. And again, there's new shows, as you say, and there's opinion shows. And what's the intent of each type of programming? It's going to be very interesting litigation because there's also a strong First Amendment component. Like, what, what are you free to provide in terms of your opinions? Yep. Um, the media for oh. four years provided the opinion that uh, the Russians had hacked the Trump election and things of that nature. They reported right. all of it as fact for years, and none of oh. it was, turned out to be anything that was in any way verifiable. Um, so this is the other side of that same coin. Tim Dodd, what do you make of this story, late-breaking, but Texas House Sergeant Arms begins to serve arrest warrants for 52 Democrats who fled the state to block the GOP voting bill? <laughs> yeah, this is a good one. Um, a couple of days ago, a lower court in Texas uh, ruled that arrest warrants could not issue for the conduct of these Democrat state legislators who fled the state to deny the Republicans a quorum to vote on the um, voting reform bills currently before the Texas legislature. Um, that opinion, or that decision, I should say, was appealed to the Texas Supreme Court, which overturned the lower court saying, oh no, arrest warrants can issue so what happens uh, mechanically is I think the session that started again, the newest session down there in Texas, they call the roll. Um, those uh, state um, elected representatives who are not in the chamber, um, I think it's the Speaker of the House, if you will, asks the sergeant at arms to um, have arrest warrants issued for all of those members who are not present. Um, 
The trick with that is those arrest warrants cannot be served in Washington. They're only effective within the four corners of the state of um, Texas. So when those legislators come back on their private jet and land at the airport, they can be picked up and brought immediately to the um, state capitol and uh, brought into the chambers so that a quorum can be constituted. And it's it's just as a quick aside, it's interesting that in the U.S. Senate, the Democrats want to do away with the filibuster so that a minority can't jam up their proposals. But here in the Texas um, state legislature, by all of these um, elected officials who are essentially in the minority, they didn't filibuster. They got on a plane and left, which stymies the ability of the majority to pass legislation they would like to have happen. So it's an interesting situation where, on the one hand, um, filibusters are a terrible thing. And on the other hand, it's a convenient thing. It depends which side of a political issue you're on. It's very disingenuous. Folks, another quick break. A lot more attorney Tim Dodd right here on the John DePietro Show. J. Perry Paving always provides high quality, fair pricing, exceptional service. Residential, commercial, seal coating patios. Get your driveway paved. Letter J, J. Perry Paving. 20 years experience specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating patios, and general masonry projects. J. Perry Paving, they offer free estimates. Call them today at 401 732 1730. 401 732 1730. You can also find them on Facebook. It's J. Perry Paving. Get your driveway paved. And if you're a veteran, no one has a better package for veterans than J. Perry Paving. Whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed, J. Perry Paving has your back. Check out the benefits of investing in asphalt paving. Affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing. Asphalt can be recycled, reused. Call them for a free quote today. 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving, a licensed insured contracting company, they will meet your needs no matter how big or how small and no one treats veterans better than j perry paving call them today 401-732-1730 401-732-1730 for j perry paving we're speaking with attorney our legal expert attorney tim dodd tim um some women of uh have a lawsuit now against Brown University, and it, it's a little curious, but they're trying to argue that that the school has failed to protect women from sexual misconduct. It's definitely out of the ordinary, and I'm just wondering if, at first blush, what, what do you make of this? This is the, the um, for the uninitiated, uh, if you've got kids in college, be they men or women, um, you got to get familiar with the Title IX sexual misconduct policies that most uh, colleges and universities have instituted. I've had cases. In fact, I had a case representing a, a young man at Brown who, in my view, was um, uh, accused of a sexual assault that was really unwarranted. And at the conclusion of a very contentious uh, process, it was found that he did not do the the things that his accuser claims that he had done. Um, These women who have brought this suit claim that, you know, um, Brown is essentially not properly following the title nine dictates and not properly pursuing their allegations that, you know, of sexual misconduct and maybe they're legitimate in their complaints and maybe not, but, one of the things that happens is if, if, if let, let's use, it could be a man, it could be a woman, but let's make it a woman complains about some guy um, engaging in sexual misconduct with her. And she goes to the title IX office and makes a complaint against the man, or it could be the reverse, but let's just stick with the, the scenario. Um, there's an internal investigation that's done on campus. It, the cops are not involved at this point necessarily. And it's completely handled administratively through the Title IX program and the Title IX office, let's say at Brown. 
And it's interesting that, you know, Brown or not just Brown, all the colleges and universities are trying to handle these allegations internally. And one can speculate why they would want to keep it on campus in this Title IX uh, scenario. It doesn't get out in public. It's a private um, investigation. It's a private hearing. Members of the public can't be there. Uh, if it's, let's call it the woman's making the complaint against the guy and the guy gets himself a lawyer, the lawyer can't ever examine or cross-examine the complaining um, alleged victim. It's not allowed. It's crazy. So were this um, complaint of sexual misconduct made to the cops and the guy gets charged criminally, if it's warranted, fine. And if it's not warranted, he gets a chance to defend, but he also gets a chance to um, cross-examine his accuser. Um, the Trump administration had tried to modify some of these Title IX policies to allow counsel more latitude to ask questions and be a participant. Um, the Biden administration is um, initiating policies to revert to the old system, which didn't allow attorneys to do much of anything. The one that I had, it was in front of a three-member panel, John, this by way of example. I, I wasn't allowed to speak. Only the oh. client was allowed to speak. And if I wanted him to say something that he hadn't covered, we'd have to step out of the room. I'd have to scribble it down for him. And he could say it, but I, I was on mute. I was not allowed to speak. And others that I know who have done the similar, similar cases are astonished that, you know, they want to make us like uh, Brendan Sullivan once said, you know, I'm not a potted plant. I'm not yeah. just going to sit here, but that's how it works. The victim doesn't have to be in the room. The victim doesn't have to testify by telephone. The victim doesn't have to even participate. Wow. Uh, it, it's, it's really a very lopsided proceeding. Oh. So if these complainants in this case really want to get into the title line process, I think there's a real debate that needs to occur as to how this whole system operates and how lopsided it is. At least in my experience, it was a very lopsided process. Now, yeah. these women might have had a different experience, but um, I think nationally you would find that um, the person accused does not have a lot of rights, if you will, because it's not a constitutional process. It's not in a courtroom. It's this little private thing that they do on campus. And I'm sure the administration of these colleges and universities is happy to keep it under the rug so parents aren't finding out that, you know, there's allegations of criminal conduct that are being reported to the police. It's very convenient that it stays in-house in an administrative process. It's, it's really... Um, it's not a good, it's got, it's a system that has to be modified. Uh, oh. It's not, if you're accused, if you have a kid in college who is accused of this type of conduct and the accusations are illegitimate, um, your, your college student has a, a tiger by the tail and a very expensive, time consuming, and difficult process to work through. Folks, this is with our legal analyst, attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, it didn't get a lot of play, but the Rise of the Moors, the group that first was stopped over the 4th of July weekend, they were expected back in court, but surprisingly, it didn't get a lot of play. I think we would have known if they had been let out or there had been some major development. Well, yeah, they, this is, I believe, the second time the prosecution has asked for a delay yeah. in the uh, bail hearing. Uh, they, they're claiming that they need more time to do oh. some forensics on the weapons that were uh, taken, to do some ballistics tests on the weapons, to do some DNA tests, I'm guessing looking for fingerprints, etc. Um, the defendants, I think, have a legitimate gripe saying, wait a minute, this is the second delay. You know, the, the, the Commonwealth of Massachusetts has to either put up or shut up um, there's a probable cause issue with this entire criminal proceeding. Um, and the defendants have a right to have a bail hearing. So at least they can get um, in a position to ask the judge to consider bail for them. Yep. I, the, the, the state has been given 
two bites at the apple to get continuances um, from two different judges. Uh, I think if they were to ask for a third continuance, a judge is going to run out of patience because whether you think these, um, the Moors are in the right or in the wrong, they do have constitutional rights and they should not have their uh, day in court unreasonably delayed by the prosecution. I think the prosecution has pushed, pushed these delays just about as far as they can. Um, it's a nice way to keep these guys all um, in jail, yeah. but they can't keep kicking the can down the road forever. They've got to oh. put on their case at some point and show the judge kind of the cards that they've got to play. If these guys are going to get out or if these charges are going to get dismissed, it's going to be because of a lack of appropriate probable cause. The nature of the stop, you know, was sort of benign and it turned into a big thing after the fact. Um, One final uh, story, Tim Dodd. Uh, Early Wednesday morning, Providence police were called out to right off Truckstone Avenue. And um, it was a domestic. And as the officers coming down the street, right off Truckstone, Canton Street, uh, the there's a suspect in the street, no shirt on, high-powered rifle, and begins firing at the Providence police officer, striking the cruiser uh, more than once. The cruiser backs up. He then runs back into the house, but then flees. Big lockdown. Um, wh- what type of trouble is he in with the judge for uh, shooting a rifle at and striking a uh, Providence police car? He will likely be held um, without bail as well for a period of time. Uh, I don't think bail is going to be set, or if it's set, it's going to be with such high surety that I would presume the guy won't be able to raise the funds or even go to a bail bondsman. Um, I think it's another example, and I think uh, Chief Clemens would be – affirming or restating that his officers who responded to this scene, which was very provocative with a guy, you know, shooting at the police and at their um, cruiser um, showed great restraint and, you know, excellent training and not turning this thing into a shootout where they're blasting at this guy um, who fired at the cops in their car and their, in their cruiser. Uh, I think it showed extraordinary judgment, extraordinary restraint. The oh. cops didn't fire a shot. Um, they were able to apprehend this guy who's now they would, looking. They would have been within their right to fire, right, Tim? They would have been absolutely oh, yeah. in their rights to file. Yeah. And then that would have been the news story and there would have been right. marches and there would have been protests you right. know, with folks who may. But regardless under... of that, the, the penalty for shooting at a law enforcement officer is is more of a penalty than if he had just well, shot. It's a, yeah, it's a felony. It's, yeah. it's certainly a felony, and I would expect that that defendant will be held without bail. Mm. Um, this was a domestic. I don't know what this guy's psychological makeup is or if he's going to need to get you know a medical evaluation because his conduct was rather um, erratic and something that I don't think any of these cops would have predicted encountering mm. when they went out to the scene. But I think the cops did a commendable job. And, you know, except for the except for Chief Clemens, I don't hear any politicians commending the cops for their restraint, but they should be commended. Yeah, folks, he is our legal analyst, attorney Tim Todd. Tim, great job. As always, stay safe and we'll talk to you again. Thanks, John. Take care. This portion of the John DePietro show, folks, is brought to you by Brothers Disposal. Call Brother Roland today, now offering weekly trash collection services. Brothers Disposal. Look for them on Facebook. They have those purple dumpsters, and the Facebook page stands out, purple and yellow. Brothers Disposal. Again, offering weekly trash collection services. Call for an estimate, 401-688-0517. 401-688-0517. Come on, brother. Call Brothers Disposal today. Put a purple dumpster in your driveway. Maybe you're doing some spring cleaning, or maybe you want to clean out that basement the garage, the attic, call Brothers Disposal today. Get a purple dumpster in your driveway, 401-688-0517. And remember, now offering weekly trash collection services. Call for an estimate. It's Brothers Disposal, 401-688-0517. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. 
It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, remember, if you want to get a hold of me, the easiest thing to do is log on to my website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Now, there you can, if you want to listen to the program, listen live. You can also contact me that way. That's the easiest way to get me an email if you'd like to advertise on the show. We also have all our links to social media. We have uh, links to Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or also on YouTube. You can also read many of the exclusive stories that we do. We have exclusive video. You can also shop and get some of the merchandise. And at the same time, if you ever miss an episode of the John DePietro Show, if you ever miss a segment, you just log on and right at the top, it says radio show. Click onto that. It'll bring you right there and you can listen. It's all in the library fashion. It all starts by logging right on at DePietro.com. Mega Logistics. They're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401-431-2300. MEGA, MEGA Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third-party brokerage for your company, your housing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies. You can depend on MEGA, MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401 401- 431-2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. MEGA Logistics, 401-431-2300. Clearly now my mask is gone Nothing but a big smile for all to see Gone is the Fauci mask I had to wear My lungs will be full, full, full of beautiful air my lungs will be full, 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 full of clean air. My lungs will be full, full, full of beautiful air. My lungs will be full, 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 full of clean air. My lungs will be full, full, full of beautiful air. in an accident someone hits your vehicle it's damaged in some way pick up the phone and call west fountain auto body 401-272-3340 they're located 400 west fountain street in providence folks as you're riding along you just never know you could be dealing with a drunk driver someone not paying attention how about the people texting and driving if you ever damage your vehicle call west fountain auto body 401 272 3340. Several reasons. One, they'll handle everything for you. Two, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. And three, they'll make your car. It'll look like it just rolled out of the showroom. West Fountain Auto Body. Call them 401-272-3340. Did someone damage your vehicle? Whether it's a small fender bender or nearly totaled vehicle, West Fountain will restore your vehicle, get it back on the road. Call them today, 401 401- 272-3340. And remember, if you're having an accident, first thing you want to do, call the police, fill out a police report. If the tow truck shows up, tell them, let's get this vehicle over to West Fountain, 401-272-3340.